Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Divorced Girl Smiling Podcast. My name is Jackie Pillisoff, and I'm your host. I'm the founder of Divorced Girl Smiling, the company that connects people facing divorce with trusted, vetted divorce professionals. We're also a podcast, a website, a mobile app, and I offer the free consult. Before I get started, I want to take a minute and recommend online dating coach and personal stylist, Alyssa Deneen. So if you have never dated online and you're getting divorced and you're back out there and you don't really know how to set up your profile, how to talk to people, how to pick matches and stay motivated and not lose hope, I would highly recommend working with Alyssa. Alyssa is just so wonderful. She went through the online dating process herself for several years. She completely can relate to you and she's so wonderful with helping you stay motivated and meet the love of your life. If you wanna learn more, you can find Alyssa in the trusted professional section of Divorced Girl Smiling or at her website, which is stylemyprofilenyc.com. So I have had Divorce Girl Smiling for about 10 years, and believe it or not, I have not posted any articles or done any interviews on the topic of inheritance. And so when my guest brought this to my attention, I thought, what a perfect thing to talk about, because I know that you have questions about family money, inheritance, maybe money that you have now, maybe money that you know that you're going to get in the future. And it's a really big deal in divorce. So today we're going to talk about inheritance what it means as far as pertaining to divorce law, what the laws are, and how you can protect your inheritance in your divorce. To talk about this, I have my guest, divorce attorney Carrie Jacobson, who is a divorce attorney and the founder of Jacobson Family Law in Columbia, Maryland. Carrie has been a divorce attorney since 2010. She's also a skilled mediator and a collaboratively trained divorce attorney, and Carrie prides herself on finding effective resolutions to her clients' cases without going to court so they can have the best possible divorce outcome and post-divorce life. Hi, Carrie. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you so much for the wonderful idea, and I know you're going to impart a lot of wisdom and give a lot of great advice on this important subject. So tell my listeners, define what inheritance means when it comes to divorce law. Sure. So when we're talking about inheritance, um, it really is any assets that you have received typically by way of either um, someone else passing away. And it could be either through their will or through a trust that you have been the beneficiary of. So these assets, they can be material things, obviously money, anything else? Those are generally the two categories, you know, whether it's an, a physical asset such as a house or a car, or it could be financial assets that they have received, um, you know, direct 
cash sums. It could also be, you know, like a brokerage account um, or something along those lines. And typically it's from parents, right? I mean, mo almost always. It is most commonly from someone's parents. You know, it could be the rare circumstance where it could be, um, you know, from a sibling or some other source, but generally speaking, it is from parents or grandparents. So when clients come to you, do you get this question a lot? Like, oh, you know, my parents left me $75,000. Is that going to be mine? Like, I would think that would be one of the first questions they would ask. Yeah, it very is, it is very common for clients to really want to know, you know, will I have to share this inheritance with my soon-to-be ex-spouse? Um, and we really have to go through a a question series of finding out, you know, how are these assets titled? What type of account they are in? whether or not they have been commingled in any way with any other assets um, and how they have been used. So you just brought up a really good point. So if the assets, let's say you inherited 75 grand five years ago and now you're going through a divorce, but you took the 75,000 and you put it in your brokerage account that's a joint account with your husband, is that a problem? Can you get it back? Like, how does that work? It is typically a problem. And so once you have put the that inheritance fund into a joint account with other assets that are marital, and I'm speaking primarily to Maryland, it could be different somewhere else. Sure. Um, but once those funds are what we refer to as commingled, Everything in that account, including the $75,000, is now a marital asset. So is there anything somebody can do? Uh, what if they showed a judge or you and a judge a record and said, here's the $75,000 that I put in the account. Here it is from my parents back in 2015. Now here it is in 2016 going into my account. Or are you just, that's it, there's nothing you can do? Well, I would say that there is something you can do in the sense that if your spouse or soon-to-be ex-spouse is willing to accept that, yes, I know you received the 75000 from your parents, I, I understand that, and I am agreeable to you keeping those funds from your inheritance through an agreement it absolutely can be done. If it is something that goes to court, at least here in Maryland, my experience is that it is commingled and, and they will likely share in that division. That feels a little depressing to me because it's something that people don't know when they go into a marriage. Well, plus nobody goes into a marriage thinking they're going to get divorced. So they're thinking everything's great. No big deal. What's mine is yours. What's yours is mine. So you just said like, if the spouse agrees to give you the money, how often does that happen? Probably almost never. Or does it happen more than I think? I think probably happens more than you expect. We really work with a lot of couples in mediation and I have seen 
recognition from the other spouse multiple times, um, even though they otherwise would have been, quote unquote, legally entitled to that, um, whether it's an inheritance or some other asset. But I see it probably because of the clientele that we're working with, probably more often than most. You're listening to the Divorced Girl Smiling Podcast with Jackie Pillisoff. I'm here today with divorce attorney Carrie Jacobson, a divorce attorney in Maryland and the founder of Jacobson Family Law. And Carrie and I are talking about inheritance in a divorce. I'm going to take a short break. When we come back, we are going to get into mediation and inheritance. And then we're going to talk about how you can protect your inheritance in your divorce. We'll be right back. Divorce leaves families vulnerable, and too often spouses act prematurely or enter into a divorce settlement agreement without knowing the financial impact. It doesn't have to be this way. My Divorce Solution offers the ultimate divorce tool that delivers financial clarity to individuals and couples considering divorce. Both founders of My Divorce Solution, Karen and Catherine, Catherine is a CDFA, Karen is a legal liaison, have been through a divorce and understand the many financial obstacles. Their unique financial portrait is a standalone document that identifies, assembles, analyzes, verifies, and interprets financial information about a divorcing couple's assets, debts, income, and expenses. So this portrait offers a framework that becomes the reference point of financial analysis with supporting documentation for every divorce professional on your team, including your attorney. And most families save thousands, if not tens of thousands of dollars using it. If you're thinking about divorce or in the middle of it, get in touch with My Divorce Solution because financial knowledge is essential when determining alimony, child support, and the division of assets and liabilities. Learn more at MyDivorceSolution.com or you can also find Karen and Catherine and My Divorce Solution in the Trusted Professional section of Divorced Girl Smiling. I also want to take a minute and talk about divorce attorney Tiffany Hughes. So if you're in the Chicago area or the surrounding suburbs, Tiffany is a divorce attorney who I have known since I'm going to say 2020 or 2019. I've watched her handle so many cases and I really like Tiffany a lot. I think she's smart. I think she's experienced and very dedicated to the profession. So if you want to learn more about Tiffany, you can find her at thewhewslaw.com or in the Trusted Professional section of Divorced Girls Smiling. Welcome back to the Divorced Girl Smiling podcast. My name is Jackie Pillisoff, and I'm your host. I'm here today with divorce attorney Carrie Jacobson. Carrie and I are talking about inheritance as it pertains to divorce law and Carrie, you mentioned mediation right before the break. And I want to know if you think, because it's a sort of a loaded question, but you do so much mediation and you really try to settle cases. Don't you think in the cases of co-mingled inheritance, 
mediation gives you a huge advantage. Tell me about that. I do, um, because it is more common that if you went to litigation, that if you have commingled your inheritance funds with your marital assets, that those uh, inheritance funds are going to be split between you and your soon-to-be ex-spouse. And so in mediation or any other settlement negotiation, you and your soon-to-be ex-spouse really have a lot more flexibility in how things are going to be split. And, you know, in exchange for receiving or keeping some of that inheritance, maybe you give something else up um, or there's some other give and take in the negotiations um, and recognition of you maintaining those inherited funds. Now, I just want to clarify something that I probably should have said a while ago, but if the funds aren't commingled, then there's nothing to discuss and the people get the inheritance. That should be something that is, people should have to sign something before they get married so that they know that because it's really a simple thing. And I don't think people know that. Well, that's one of the reasons we highly recommend people doing a prenuptial agreement so that they do outline those things and really know going into the marriage what things are going to be defined as marital and what things are going to be defined as non-marital um, so that if there ever happened to be a future divorce or even a death between the parties, that it's outlined as to exactly what everyone's keeping. All right, so that is one of your tips in this article you wrote called The Top Five Ways to Protect Your Inheritance During Divorce. That was one of the tips, get a prenup. But there's probably a lot of people saying, well, too late now. I'm listening to this because I'm getting divorced, Jackie. So how does that help me? Well, let me tell my listeners this. It might help you the next time around. You know, if you just remember this conversation, I don't want to beat you up. I don't want you to beat yourself up. If you co-mingled, don't worry about it. There's nothing you can do now. And you're going to remember this for your next marriage if you ever get remarried, which we hope you do, um, because that would mean you are happy and in love. And even if you are marrying the greatest guy on earth and you really, really trust him, get a prenup the next time around because you won't have to worry about this. What do you think? Absolutely agree. And especially for second marriages or subsequent marriages, it can not only protect, you know, your assets, but also provide for any children you may have, you know, from the prior relationship. Right. Because I have heard this also. Let's say a couple gets remarried and the woman has kids. Mm -hmm. And she has an inheritance and she was able to keep some of it in the divorce. And then you co-mingle your funds with your new husband. And then God forbid you pass away. Then your kids have to fight with your now widow or widower. Or if you get divorced, you're now in this legal battle over what really should have been yours and your kids. Absolutely correct. And such a shame because it's so preventable. It's preventable as making sure that you keep your inheritance separate 
So now I'm talking about, again, if you're getting divorced and you're like, well, I didn't do it, you can do it in the future. Maybe you're going to get another inheritance, maybe some other money. Keep it separate always. Yes. So I recommend putting it in a separate account, um, not making any deposits into that account and never titling that account with another individual. Now, let's say you did put, get an inheritance and you did make deposits into the account. Would they just look at it and then say, okay, the inheritance is yours, but the deposits you made are marital money? We're back to the commingling issue. Really? What yeah. if only you put the money in? If as long as you put the money in from another non-marital source. Wow. So if you received a separate inheritance, like a second one, and you put it into that account, okay, those are all non-marital funds. But let's say you get you know, a bonus check at the end of the month or at the end of the year from your um, employment that while you're married and you put that bonus into the account with the inheritance, now you've commingled marital and non-marital funds and you're back to having it a commingled pot. And that surprises me because I would think it would be so easy to just say, okay, well, I got 75,000 from my parents and I put in this $5,000 check three years ago and it was from work and here's the records of it, but you're saying that's not good enough in a court of law. Correct. Wow. That is such good information for people to know. Just keep everything separate inheritance. Don't touch it. Yes. Can you invest it? You can invest it. Um, so you can put it into a brokerage account. You can, you know, trade within that account, um, those types of things. It's just that you don't, and you can, you know, take those dividends that the account is collecting. You simply don't want to put new marital money into the account. Can you take money out of it? Yes, you can take money out. But if you take that money out, as an example, to fund a renovation on your home, right, then the monies that you use to um, renovate the home are now going to be a marital asset. That makes sense. And if you took out the money, let's say for your retainer, for your divorce attorney, that's not marital funds. Correct. So yeah. that would be a good, if, if people are listening and you're wondering where to get your money to pay for your divorce attorney, you can safely do it in your account from your inheritance. Right. Next thing on your list of how to protect your inheritance during divorce is keep documentation, keep detailed records of your inheritance, including any transactions, withdrawals, and deposits. Okay, so that makes a lot of sense. We kind of went over that. But make sure that you save or have access to all of the online statements to make it super easy. Right. And then consult with an experienced attorney like Carrie. <laughs> so tell me when you consult with people and they find out that these this inheritance is now been commingled, do they just like start bawling? It is a tough conversation to have for sure. Um, I have had 
two consults in the last week, fortunately, where people have kept those inheritances separate. Um, and so they're going to be in a good position in the event they do decide to move forward because they've protected that inheritance. Um, and there are scenarios, like you mentioned earlier, where you know the outcome is not that um, bright because people have really taken that money with the expectation we're going to use it for the family and kind of expect that if anything happened, they're going to have be able to rely on that. But unfortunately, it ends up being divided. And how do you console these people? There's nothing you can do to change it. And you can hope that in the negotiations that the other spouse will be willing to acknowledge the funds and and recognize that, yes, these were uh, non-marital assets, but there's no guarantee that that will happen. And then you probably also say, look, what would you be willing to give up to try right. to, you know, that's the first thing. Maybe your ex has this boat and he loves it and you don't even like it. You don't even like the boat. So say, look, she's going to let you keep your boat. She just wants her inheritance from her parents. Absolutely. There's always some somewhere to give and take. And I also want to tell people that you have to realize that you're getting divorced and there's a cost to that. There's a financial cost. There's an emotional cost. And if you have to give up your, some of your inheritance because you co-mingled, it's not going to be a life changer. And it's okay the hardest part, Carrie, tell me if you agree with me, would be to absorb that you have to take that financial loss. And once you come to terms with it and say, okay, it's a loss. Now I need to move on and figure out how I'm going to be financially secure and be happy after divorce. So if you lost 50000 listen, I've made some really dumb financial mistakes in my life. Everybody has it's okay. Don't beat yourself up. Try not to be bitter about it and really try to move forward and get the happiest, financially secure, and just generally happiest outcome you can in the divorce. Absolutely. And also look at big picture. Like you said, you know, if you stand to potentially lose the $50,000, Okay, well, is it worth going through litigation and fighting for up to two years to potentially lose that anyway? So that's really what I try to work with our clients on is looking at the, you know, the big picture. And sometimes it's a hard pill to swallow, but in the grand scheme, losing the $50,000 in negotiation is better than losing $100,000 between attorney's fees and having to lose it in because of the inheritance as well. I was just about to say, if you were in two years of litigation, there's your 50 that then you'd probably owe 50, right. you know? And so you are right. And it all goes back to, and this happens on almost all of my podcasts that mediation is truly the winning way to go. If you can, because you can negotiate this inheritance, you're engaged in conversations. People are nicer they're more open-minded. It doesn't feel like you're in a battle. It feels like we're just trying to make everybody feel good about what they get. It's better for the kids and it's so much less expensive in the long run. Absolutely.
And Carrie, what I love about you is you've dedicated your entire practice to mediation and collaborative divorce. You Do you litigate cases? We do not. See? So love it. Carrie, thank you so much. What a wonderful guest. And thank you so much for taking time to give people such wonderful information. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. And if you want to reach Carrie, you can find her at jacobsonfamilylaw.com or you can find her in the Divorce Girl Smiling Trusted Professional section. She serves all of Maryland. And do you serve DC? In, for mediation, we can we serve anyone and we are 100% virtual. Anyone in the country? And in, for mediation, absolutely. Oh, okay. I did not know that about you. And if you want to find other trusted divorce professionals, or if you want to listen to more podcasts, download my mobile app, read articles, or sign up for the free consult, come see me at divorcedgirlsmiling.com. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. We'll talk to you real soon.